listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. City Slam, hello, we're back. It's been a while. Michael, how are you? I'm doing okay. Uh, just a little peeved about that Bears game this past weekend, but other than that, I'm doing all right. You're hanging in. Hanging in. You're okay. Yep. You're yep. going to make it. Survive. It'll be It'll be okay. All right, we got a guest today on Windy City Slam, and who is it going to be? We're going to talk to him in just a little bit here coming up. Yeah, uh, I'd say let's save the intro for another minute or two, and let's get to some local you don't, you stuff. Don't wanna, you don't want to prep who's going? I mean, I'm not saying we're going to put him on, but we can at least tell people that Jordan Cross is going to be joining the show here in a I few minutes, I think you just right? did. All right. I think you I, just did. Just, it just seemed like, <laughs> otherwise it's just always like we have a secret guest. I'm excited he's coming on. It should be fun to talk with him. We already talked to his dad before, but before we get to that, what do you have you want to go over, catch people up on what we've missed over the last month? Yeah, a couple things real quick. Um, we had some sad news within the last couple of weeks. John Huber, better known as Brody Lee in AEW and ROH, and then in WWE, he was Luke Harper of the Wyatt family. He sadly passed away at 41 years old. It was a non-COVID lung issue, according to his wife, Amanda. So really, really sad. And one of the good guys in this business, for whatever reason, WWE's creative the last year he or so he was there, not very good with him. He ended up going to AEW, won the TNT Championship there, well-respected, well-loved by all of his colleagues, no matter where he worked. But Tony Khan, uh, owner, president of AEW, great guy. He, he proved why he's a cool dude. He has pledged to sign John's son, whose name's Brody, to a contract to Russell when he's 18 years old. He, he, I believe he's like eight right now. He took place in some storylines the last couple of weeks. In fact, they did a tribute show that little Brody was a big part of. Big thumbs up to Tony Khan. In WWE, one of his final matches actually was a great match. Seek it out on WWE Network. I believe it was Worlds Collide from a couple of years ago. Luke Harper against Dominic Dijakovic. You will not be disappointed in that match. Solid match right there. All right, what else is going on in the world of wrestling? Yeah, notable shows coming up this weekend included National Promotion, Impact Wrestling's pay-per-view Hard to Kill. That is Saturday night on pay-per-view and on fight. The main event features a crossover with AEW World Champion Kenny Omega and the Impact Tag Team Champions The Good Brothers against Impact World Champion Rich Swan and the Motor Shade of Machine Guns in a dream six-man tag match. That's going to be awesome off the chain. So they're still doing a little bit of crossover there with, with AEW and Impact. Very, very cool. And you know what? Good Brothers kind of indicated it. That was something we were going to see from them when we talk with them. They're on demand right now everywhere podcasts can be found and always at WindyCitySlam.com. Check out that Good Brothers interview because they kind of went into the whole cross-promotion thing, and it, it sounded really cool. Like their, their idea is to be at Impact and just make that brand bigger. And so uh, that, that right there is one of the reasons behind it. Yeah, they did that without tipping off the AEW, which was really, really good. I mean, I guess maybe the AEW thing was in the works and, you know, did a very good job of keeping that secret. And locally, we have a couple of shows going on this weekend. We just want to go ahead and mention them. 
W-O-W-T, Saturday night at the Berwyn Eagles Club. That's limited to 30 tickets. And Golly Lucha Libre is running a show on Sunday, but I believe that's only going to be streamed on the internet on LuchaTV.com. Has anybody decided to do an outdoor show in the snow yet? I still am waiting for that. I mean, when are we going to get, like, uh, like ice fight? You know, something, something crazy where it's in the middle of a field and people can pack it in and they can get like, you know, they can get it themselves all bundled up and we actually get to see guys like getting thrown in the snowdrifts. That's what I want. Yeah, we, th- we could bring in former WCW star Glacier for something like that. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. We, you see, look, blood runs cold. <laughs> that's, the name of the, that's the name of the event. Blood runs cold. We really should be booking some of these things. You know, yeah. maybe, we, we, maybe we should start booking our own shows. Uh, definitely like while this is going on and like I, I've said to a lot of people, I think we're, we're at the tail end of this thing here. Once they can figure out how to get these vaccines out. Uh, once, once this thing gets to an end, you're going to miss out on the opportunity of outdoor wrestling in the snow. Let's, let's get it going. I'm ready to go with it. And that's a great segue talking about glacier because our guest coming up here actually had some interaction with glacier not too long ago. And ladies and gentlemen, our guest who has wrestled in southeast Wisconsin as well as the Chicago area, ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Cross. He's got a call first. Oh, <laughs> he hasn't called in yet. No, okay. he's got to hit the call button. Jordan, go Here ahead. Here he comes. Hit that call he's in button, buddy. He's calling in right now. Hey, look, you're going into your interview, and I'm like, he isn't even on the line yet. It's absolutely amazing. Jordan Cross, the man with the impeccable timing. Welcome to Windy City Slam. How are you, my friend? How's it going, guys? Jordan, would you uh, would you wrestle in an outdoor match uh, with snow piles around the ring and uh, and and take a bump where you end up just getting thrown into the into the snow? Would you would you go for something like that? I could team with my buddy Glacier again. I'd be down. <laughs> <laughs> that would work. You are from the Kenosha area, correct? Correct. And obviously, you're the son of Ryan uh, King Kong Cross who helps run SSW in that area. And you've also wrestled for David Hero's GLCW and POW Entertainment here in Illinois for Jimmy Blaze. And you made your Warrior Wrestling debut this past summer. Uh, what's it like to kind of branch out a little bit in terms of your uh, wrestling career? Um, at first, just working for SSW was pretty cool. Uh, my debut match was against someone that I've grown up with and known for a very long time, Dave Rydell. Mm-hmm. And then after that, to... Uh, branch out and work with my buddy Cal Hero, work out with, uh, for Pow, who I'd seen my dad work for before, and then just kind of make my way south into Chicago and end up at Warrior Wrestling was really cool. Yeah, so you're about 20 years old now? Yep. Uh, Like many young guys in the business, I've noticed when you were at Warrior Wrestling, you were doing, you know, kind of doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff, a lot of odd jobs, helping with the ring, helping with some of the talent at the show. In fact, you went ahead to O'Hare Airport to pick up Joey Janela because his flight was late. And you got him to the venue just in time for his uh, crazy match with Robert Ego Anthony. Um, That was pretty cool because the, the way that that happened was I I originally just contacted Warrior to come help out just to be a part of the show just because of how important Warrior is to the Midwest right now and how big of a show they put on. I just wanted to be a part of it in some way, shape, or form. And I was able to pick up a few people from the airport and help them, which was awesome. And they said, hey, Joey's flight's late. Any chance you could run to O'Hare? So uh, on it, got it, let's go. Hopped in the car, went and grabbed Janela. He started changing in my car. And then by the time we got to the show, he was ready for his match. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty quick after you guys got there that that match went on. 
So let me ask you a quick question, Jordan. We had your dad on, and uh, he might have brought you up about 12 times during <laughs> during the interview with us. Like, he he kept every once in a while just referring back to you. And as a father, I, I knew exactly what he was doing. He's like, I got to make sure, you know, taking care of the boy. How much support do you, do you feel like you get from him? I'm sure you get some tough love from time to time as well. I'm sure he's brutally honest about things that he's like, you should start doing this better. But what is it like having a father who is in the business? Um, I feel that it's an advantage because I know that if I do something wrong, he will have no problem telling me that. <laughs> and I am always more... I. As hard as it is to take the criticism right away, I would always rather someone tell me the truth and help me fix it than tell me a lie and I look like an idiot. Do you ever feel like you come into a situation too, though? I mean, and and, and this is only because we've heard this from other people who are from wrestling families, that it's a blessing and it's also a curse because you'll have somebody sit there and say, well, he only got that because like, you know, he's because his dad. And, and it's not really fair because you have to also go through probably you're, you have more scrutiny, I would think, on you just because somebody wants to make sure that that's, you know, that you don't have that kind of an advantage or like you have people are going to look at you and compare you to your father. So I would think double edged sword, right? It definitely is um, more than I mean, as much, if not more than the whole he got that because of his dad. It's more of the heat that comes with him being my dad, because my dad is well known for not caring who hears what he says. And he does not really have a filter. If he feels something, he will say it. Um, but going with that, it's also given me more motivation to get out of the circle of places that he's been or things that he's done, like warrior wrestling, because now it's something that I can say, hey, we're, when's the last time you saw my dad here? Because I did this myself. Very interesting that you were the first cross to come over to Warrior Wrestling. From your Instagram posts I've seen, you know, the last couple of months or so, it seems like you're training more in the Chicago area too now. Is that true? I am. I People have asked me where I trained. I started with Angel Armani in Milwaukee and uh, slowly transitioned into Silas Young's backyard when he had a ring set up for a summer. And then from there, I trained with Jimmy Blaze for a little bit. And then after that, I didn't really have a, a home school. And I kind of just floated around and I've ended up with Doug Simmons of Chicago and Mustafa Ali and Kylie Ray and Tony Nas took me in for... A weekend this summer and that was a crazy experience so i've just been all over the place for training can you kind of take me and and anybody else who who doesn't understand it take me through the process of first breaking in i i'm not going to explain this well but i'm going to try so let's say that i decide that i want to you know become a, a plumber and somebody gets me into the plumbers union or let's say that i decide that i want to get in a radio like i did i got to go intern someplace but that first step is is very very difficult and then kind of wandering through and figuring out like where do I train how do I learn my skills who are the people that I can trust that will show me the right way to do it so I don't waste a bunch of time and learn the wrong way how how do you I, I'm sure dad helps a little bit but I'm sure it's also something where you're kind of feeling your way through early on in a very young career right now can you take us through that the main thing that I would say about that is just finding someone that has done something or like Angel Armani might not be the biggest name, but he's also helped train people like Silas Young, Austin Aries, Juice Robinson. So it's people like that that can vouch for him that made me realize how good of a trainer he is. And just to learn from someone that's trained people like that and to be able to work with people that he's trained. And it's just, it really is just finding your footing. And I 
I'm a big fan of learning from multiple people. Like, so I don't get stuck in just one way of doing something. I like hearing, Oh, this is how I do it. This is how I do it. And that's kind of what's gotten me to go different places, listen to different people, learn different things from different areas. Yeah. Some of your style that I've seen in a couple of matches that I've seen you wrestle. I mean, you're definitely got that Ricky Morton baby face, uh, thing going on where you sell, 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 and then make that big comeback or the hot tag to Cal or the hot tag to Bushwhacker Luke and that six man that I saw a couple years ago. You definitely know how to sell, and you're one of the best guys I've seen in this area in selling. Well, thank you. I, I would think that being able to do a spot that makes you look good is a lot easier than doing a spot that makes you look bad. I feel that my job as a babyface is to make my opponent look good and I am there to help them look good. They are there to help me look good. And if I can do my part of the job, then I feel like I that was a good match. That was successful. And what was it like growing up in this business with your dad and then doc, guys like Dr. Jeff Luxon, Backwoods Brown, Rough Crossing, and you mentioned Dave Rydell earlier. I mean, all great minds, all great wrestlers, hard workers. What, what was it like to kind of grow up in that atmosphere as a kid? Like, it's so weird meeting people that are getting into wrestling and they're like, meeting people that have never been around wrestling and training with them because I have grown up around all the people that I've been around. And it's, it's definitely given me an advantage in terms of knowing people and making connections. Um, it's great having so many resources that have been to different places and having so many different people to get opinions from and get advice from. What's the goal? I mean, everybody's ultimate goals get to one of the big promotions, I would think. But on the other hand, a goal could be, I want to establish a, a character and work in an area and, and, and be the best person in that area. Like right now, uh, very early in your career, what, what is the goal that you kind of try to wrap your head around, get up every morning and say, this is, this is what I'm striving for right now. Uh, the ultimate goal is the same as anyone else. It's to make a living doing this and justice. Um, short term goal would be to branch out to more promotions work more, more consistently, but the long-term goal is definitely for a major company. Now we had a we had a guy on that from what I understand you you may have taunted and I I love the fact that you taunted him because um I like to taunt him he was on this show recently by the name of Trevor Outlaw uh, the the man I think who would have <laughs> shot himself in the uh, in the uh, crotchal area Mike with a with, yes. a, can, with a confetti cannon or yes, something like that Frank the clown right and then <laughs> and then tried to yeah. explain it away on this show and uh, and I from what I understand you have uh, you have told him that you are going to end up with more downloads on Windy City Slam than what he got. And I'm rooting for you, my friend, uh, because uh, I don't I don't like the fact that he's walking around with that title right now. Fun fact, I was a victim of a confetti cannon attack from Frank the Clown before Trevor Outlaw, so he needs to uh, slow down with what he's bragging about. And I wouldn't be proud that I got, got hit there and was that vulnerable. That's not something to be proud of. It's almost like he was bragging on the whole thing. It was like, I, I would, I'd want to erase that video from, from the landscape. I wouldn't want anybody to see it. And he's like retweeting it. I just didn't. didn't he embraced it. it. Where's he embraced the, it. where's the pride? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I mean, at least mine wasn't, mine wasn't below the belt. At least I guess mine was to the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a man, like a man, a little cheap shot by uh Frank, the clown and Robert Diego Anthony, which I want to kind of bring up. I mean, that was kind of a big deal for you to be involved in that angle at Warrior Wrestling with the with Ego and um, 
Frank the Clown uh, to set up that Joey Janela match. What was that like? I mean, and that got some nuclear heat. I have known Ego for quite a while. I met him at Pro Wrestling Blitz when my dad worked there back in like 2015, and I've known Frank the Clown for a few years now. I never had an issue with any of them, so it was kind of uh, like, what's going on here when they got up in my face at Warrior Wrestling? But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Fans were going nuts. I mean, I tell you, I mean, I was there. I was covering the event for Windy City Slam, the website. And I tell you, that was the story of the night for me is that particular angle, that situation that just got such great heat. It built that match with Janela, obviously. And uh, you really did your part very well. You, you took a beating, you took an ass kicking, and you, you sold it like a pro. So good job again, again uh, Jordan. Thank you. <laughs> You've teamed up a bit with Cal Hero, who's the son of David Hero, who runs uh, Great Lakes Championship Wrestling as the Fanny Pack Party. And then uh, what's that like wrestling with another guy similar to you in terms of age and experience? Me and Cal, we started within a week of each other training. We trained at the same place. We trained with the same people um, and we worked a lot of the same shows. So it's and he really has become one of my best friends. It's not just a gimmick. Um, And it's just fun being able to do something with one of your best friends. And especially in the match against my dad and Dr. Jeff Luxon. Mm-hmm. I think that that sentimentally is one of my favorite matches just because of I got to be in the ring with three of my favorite people. And that was last summer at uh, outside at GLCW, correct? That tag match against you? Yes, dad? it was. That was the match that we got screwed out of the tag team championships. Uh, what was it like actually wrestling with your dad? Um, it's, it's always a, a cool, scary feeling. Like, it's cool that I get to be in there with my dad, but also... I know that he does not care that I'm his son when we're in the ring, so it's it's always a little scary. He's he's six one to sixty five, but he's not a small guy, mm-hmm. and he's not light in the ring. He's definitely lays his stuff in, makes you feel it. Yeah, and to kind of mention his size, uh, that kind of makes me think about what some of the, the the bodybuilding and stuff that he's done over the years. Now, is he trying to impart that upon you in terms of like trying to bulk up more? Obviously, you still have kind of a, a small, slender frame. He's always left it up to me. He never tries to push anything on me. He's like, he didn't tell me to go be a wrestler. He didn't tell me to go to the gym. But it's always something that I've kind of looked up to him for is that my dad always looked different than other people's dads. And ever since then, I've started going to the gym with him uh, a few years ago. And now I find if have found my own thing at the gym and I'm trying to put on size, trying to put on weight. Um, Especially during COVID, I I think that I made the most out of the initial quarantine and came out of that looking better than I did going in. So it's just, he's always been a resource. He's never been there to tell me what to do. He's always been there to help me know how to do it. A little side story I want you to, to talk about. Um, you've, uh, you've been a wrestling memorabilia, wrestling figure collector over the years, and you've been active in numerous Facebook wrestling memorabilia groups. So tell me the story of you selling a Hasbro Sid Justice figure to Joey Janela. Um, <laughs> there's really not that much of a story to it. He had posted on Instagram a list of figures he was missing for his Hasbro collection. And I had had a pretty big Hasbro collection, but kind of cut back recently on the Hasbros. And one of them that was on there was Sid Justice. And I realized that I had him in my stuff to go through and sell pile. So I shot him a text and said, hey, do you need this? And he said, hell Yeah. How much and we worked out a price and i sent it to him so so basically you guys are wrestling geeks just like those that follow wrestling like it, the the fact that you're collecting figurines like you're you're really into it most wrestlers are bigger wrestling collectors and fans than most wrestling fans now, now i'm just imagining like the undertaker walking around with a secret briefcase full of figurines <laughs> 
Like, this is changing my whole view of these guys. <laughs> I don't know about Undertaker. Like, like, Chris Jericho <laughs> shows up for a pay-per-view with his own stuffed uh, Chris Jericho uh, doll or something in the back, <laughs> and, he, and he sleeps with it every night. Like, I'm just not, now I'm confused by this whole thing, but yeah, I guess I get it. I mean, do you, do you work out matches with your friends, like, with the with a little figure? I don't know. I'm Now, there's so many questions. I need, like, another half hour to go through this. You've it's blown like my X's mind. and O's on a, yeah, on a chalkboard. You've blown my mind now with this entire thing. I'm perplexed and amazed at all at once. <laughs> and uh, Robert Ego Anthony's also a, a big time collector too. Uh, he, I, I've seen him look at uh, like now I'm picturing now I'm stuff. picturing them all in the back, like while there's a match going on, and they've got one of those little like the little squared circle there, and they've got the you know with the where you could kind of go off the top ropes, and they're like actually having wrestling matches in the back, like when you're kids, but they're doing it before they go out and do their match. Like that, I'm imagining all of this now. When I started training for wrestling and I didn't understand a move, it was easier for me to walk it through with action figures to figure <laughs> out is, how the logistics of a move. Especially now with it's the incredible. articulation on the figures. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. I can totally see it. it it's, it's, it's a valid <laughs> excuse to collect them now, too. So there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to touch upon that six-man tag that you had up at uh, SSW Sports and Signing Super Show a couple of years ago. The first time I actually saw you wrestle. Uh, it was you, Cal Hero, and 71, 72-year-old Bushwhacker Luke at that point against um, Backwoods Brown, Rough Crossing, and Dave Rydell. Now, what was it like, number one, teaming up with a legend who com- whose age was more than like double, almost old. double combined? An old age. guy, a guy in his 70s, a guy that's the same age as my father. Like, that's incredible. To and me. then you're fighting three guys you basically grew up with. So what was that experience like? Um, I'm proud to say that me, Cal, and Bushwhacker Luke are the oldest combined tag team in the history of SSW. I was 19 at that point, Cal was 17, and Bushwhacker Luke was 73. But Bushwhacker Luke was like my first favorite wrestler after seeing him get tossed out of the Rumble so quick. Um, And the first show that I ever (laughs) saw my dad on that I wanted to go to was WrestleFest for Pro Wrestling Blitz to meet Bushwhacker Luke. I was there. Um, Yes, you were. Yeah. and to be able to team with him was just such a surreal experience because it's like, like I grew up watching him kind of, and it was just super cool to be in the ring with him, especially someone that's such a decorated tag team performer. Um, and then to be in there with Cal, of course, being my best friend like that, that was awesome. And then to be across the ring from three people who I consider to be uncles, uh, they did not, they did not take any. Um, they did not take it easy on me, I guess. That's the easiest way to say that. Yeah, they made it look good. But, I mean, I think they protected you, so to speak. I mean, to speak a little bit in uh, human terms. But uh, at the same time, they, they they laid it in good. They made it look good, too. So I thought they did a really nice job taking care of you, in addition to also kind of hitting you a little hard, too, getting you a little bit more indoctrinated. So it's kind of a little bit of a mix there. They never will hurt me, but they will never take it easy on me. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. We talk a little bit about national wrestling on this show, too, sometimes. And I don't know how much you follow the current product, like WWE, AEW, NXT, stuff like that. Uh, what are your some of your feelings about some of the current product? I'm not as in touch with current stuff as I probably should be, but it's really cool to see people that I've been on shows with or come up with, um be on TV or see them in like the recent signings, like uh, Jake Clemens, the referee from NXT, Mm -hmm. August Gray from NXT. Um, Seeing those people that I used to hang out with that Evolve made their way through NXT and be on TV every week is just, it's so cool to me. 
but I also, I'll catch a match here or there and just be like, wow, that was really cool. Or that's something I haven't seen or something I haven't seen in a long time. And it's just, it's so crazy how much wrestling there is today. And I think that that's the best thing that could happen to wrestling at this point in time. Promote your social media and where fans can find you. And are there any upcoming shows? Um, upcoming shows? No, not at this point in time that I have uh, planned. Um, social media, everything is at the Jordan Cross, T-H-E-J-O-R-D-A-N-K-R-O-S-S, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, TikTok. I don't really go on there. Um, <laughs> and then Pro Wrestling Tees, the Jordan Cross. Um, I have a link to everything on my Instagram, so that's probably the quickest and easiest way to find me. I enjoyed talking with you, Jordan. I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, best to you and best to your dad, and uh, have a wonderful week. All right, that's Jordan Cross. Very nice of him to join in with us. What's up, bud? Sort of WindyCitySlam.com promotion here. Uh, I'm going to be conducting an interview this week with Impact Knockout Superstar Havoc, or Jessica Havoc, as sometimes she wrestles as in the Chicago area for AAW, and she's even made appearance, I believe, for Shimmer and Rise, as well as um, a run-in at Warrior Wrestling a couple of years ago. But I will be talking to Havoc this week, there will be a preview for Hard to Kill with Havoc on the website, WindyCitySlam.com. If there's any good nuggets, we will play part of that interview on the show next week as well. So very excited about that. And then next week, we'll mark our one-year anniversary of Stan Lou Podcast. So I'm very, very excited about that. What are that. we going to do for that? Yeah, we should. Like, what do we do? Do we do, a party. we do something special for that? <laughs> Got to think about that. I didn't even know. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like the bad one in this relationship that forgets the, uh, forgets the anniversary, <laughs> oh, I guess. Oh, my God. That, that makes you my wife, I guess, of this podcast? It's weird. Road wife. Now I just, now I just pictured you in a dress. So now I've got okay. wrestlers that are playing with figures and you you in a dress. Now Mike. I'm Mom Perry, Saturn, or Vito. You know? Okay, <laughs> thanks a lot. Really. Also, one more thing. The week of February 1st, Trevor Allah has a chance to counter Jordan Cross. We're Trevor, bringing that fool back on? Yeah, Trevor Allah's back. He's uh. booked. He's on. He'll talk about what's going on in his life. And he'll also talk a little bit about the Royal Rumble. So we're very, very excited to have Trevor back. He's gonna also, he's going to comment on the Royal Rumble? Yeah. Like how quickly he would be eliminated if he was actually in it? Is that what he's going to do? I, I think he lasts longer than Bushwhacker Luke, though. Can't wait for that. All right, this is Windy City Slam on demand each and every week, and every show that we've done is always available to you whenever you want to go back and listen to it. We mentioned earlier there's a couple of good ones that are sitting in the hopper if you want to go back and check one out that you missed. We will see you next week everywhere podcasts can be found and always at WindyCitySlam.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Just screaming because my name